Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. It's Friday, March 16th. It's straight up noon. This is Mike doing another episode of the Meet the Bloggers from the Sherm 18 Blog Squad. And our guest today is Keith Enox from uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Keith, welcome to Drive Through. How are you today? I'm outstanding, Mike. How about yourself? I'm doing well, other than you know babysitting dogs and the usual stuff that goes with a convalescing spouse uh, that needed some. She's got to have some downtime. So uh, I'm actually doing pretty well. Um, it's been a it's it's been a kind of a cold spring here in Atlanta where I live, but today's up around 60 and it's not sunny, but it's it's got more uh, more spring in the air than we had for a week or so. So I'm kind of glad to. Kind of glad to have that. Maybe that maybe we're seeing warm weather coming. You guys still have a little bit of a wait on that, I'm afraid. But uh, anyway, yeah, Houston, it's, um, uh, the, the the sun's definitely out, but uh, the wind's blowing too, so it doesn't feel too yeah, nice outside yeah. right now. Better to stay inside. Yeah, and and you know, and I guess Boston, you know, was having still. I know you don't you're away from Boston, but they were still having big snowstorms even last week. So winter's not over yet, even though it may be feeling like it. So, uh, Keith, um, you, I don't think you've ever been on drive-through before. So, welcome to the show. Format is easy. We just we just want to talk. You know, chance to get to know you, get to know a little bit about your plans for Sherm 18. Probably a few things. You know, maybe a little away from that topic as well. But but first, if you could just tell folks, you know, who you are, what you do, and kind of what what makes Keith Enoch tick. Okay. Sure, absolutely. And and you know, thank you very much for having me. I'm certainly thrilled to be here. This is my first time, and. Um, you know, and um, you know, excited to to have the opportunity here today. So, um, I, I as as you said, I am uh, you know from Pennsylvania, born and bred, and um, I am uh, an HR training manager for a local company here. We're about a thousand employees strong, uh, between eight locations, and I supervise the human resources and training services uh, teams for the company. So we have. Um, uh, nine folks on my team that uh, that handle HR and training and safety um, for everybody. So it certainly keeps us busy. Um, I like the love the variety of of having my hands in everything. And um, I've been been with my company for actually um, in April will be ten years. So um, you know, okay. pretty pretty pleased with that. Um, but in, in addition to that, um, I, I am a I am a husband. Uh, my wife and I have been married for eight years now, and we're actually um, also I am a father to just about three year old twins. So uh, between work and home, um, certainly the everything keeps me busy. Absolutely. Um, that yeah, and, and an HR job and you know the activities around kids. Uh, yeah, that can be a full. Full plate right there. Um, what uh, so that so the HR so basically you you lead a team of generalists in your HR structure, right? When you say training well, and HR. The- well, the team is actually sort of segmented underneath me into both um, into two um, you know two groups. One is the training side, so I have uh, my assistant manager on that side, and then we have a couple specialists on the training side, and then uh, same sort of deal on on the HR side. I also supervise the payroll specialist and our safety coordinator as well. So uh, a okay. team of a team of specialists underneath me, actually. Team of specialists. Okay, got it. And then uh, so. Um, so I don't get we don't get tons of tra- people with a training focus on here I guess so if you don't mind for just a minute maybe delve a little deeper into that into that world you know the, the training as a practitioner kind of w- w- it just w- what that entails you know I, I if you don't want to talk about your company specifically I, I understand but you know maybe you could just give us some high level sure uh, look at what that talk what that consists of. 
Yeah, glad to. And interestingly enough, I'm not a trainer by um, by education or or experience really either. I sort of came into it sort of from the back door a little bit. I'm supervising the training department, not having specific training in that area, which is an interesting sort of a, a development. But um, my my predecessor, who I replaced uh, her five years ago, um, I was the assistant HR manager. And she was the manager of HR and training. So when the succession planning came in, she had announced her retirement. She, um, I, I knew that part of that succession moving into that job would be overse- overseeing uh, training. So I really needed to learn from the person that I was supervising. It's an interesting um, uh, relationship there. But um, to the, the credit of my assistant uh, training manager, she is extremely knowledgeable and is, is an excellent teacher as well. So what we do from a, a training side is we do um, all of the training and, and the course delivery, course development and the course delivery for all of our all of our folks. So everything from, um, as I, I believe I, I mentioned, our company is retail. So we do the customer service training for all, all new team members. We do uh, communication um, training. We do um, management level training for all of our managers in um, in how to coach, how to mentor, how to um, and things like time management, all all the the management training that goes into it. So we deliver, we we develop all of the all of the training in house, and we have a very uh, very skilled team of folks um, within that within that silo. Cool. I uh, I worked in retail before I took the job I have now, and and I was not in training, but we it was a retailer. It was public supermarkets down in Florida, and I was in labor. I was in labor relations, and so as part of our um, as part of the training and development, at least for our leadership team, you know, for, from first line supervisors on up, both in retail and in our manufacturing and distribution channels, we would have to give. Uh, there was usually like a week-long sort of like leadership university type effort, you know, where they went through a bunch of different things from an HR perspective. And I always okay. had to deliver a half-a-day half module around, um, you know, labor labor unions and, and, and the company's position on, on that kind of stuff. And so it's it's really uh, – I, was, I, was, I found working in retail really eye-opening. I had always worked in manufacturing or manufacturing support-related businesses, you know, prior to joining Publix, which was about, I was there for about eight years. And retail is really much more complicated and interesting than people give it credit for when you basically are just a shopper at a store or some kind of a consumer of the end service. There's a ton of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. So I imagine your your trainers are covering up, I imagine your trainers are covering a lot of ground. Yeah, we certainly are, and and you know, to your point, retail is much more complex and and much more of a challenge, I think, than a lot of people think. I mean, I think most people just have an expectation that they they're going to show up at a store, people are there that are happy and have the knowledge uh, that they need to convey to their customers. And it, it, the reality, it takes um, takes a good bit of work and development. And um, retail is. Um, it's an industry that doesn't necessarily require a lot of experience or, or any sort of training to get into it. So we hire a lot of folks that are, uh, that are entry level. It's their first job, or maybe it's a, rejo- a job in retirement, or maybe it's someone who's changing direction in their, in their career. And so part of what we do, and I think we do really well, is we, we take people that are maybe more of a blank slate. They don't necessarily have the experience in retail or even with our specific product. We have both um, supermarkets and home and gardens store. So, you know, when you say Publix, Mike, obviously I'm, I'm extremely familiar with them and, uh, you know, ph- phenomenal company. 
company. And um, but one of the things we do really well, and one of the things we have to do to um, you know to to thrive in the retail space, is to be able to develop people internally, take people that don't have that knowledge, you know, kind of imbibe them with all the things that they need to know, grow them and develop them. And we we hire a lot of our we end up filling a lot of our management positions internally from people that have come up through the ranks and we've been you know successful mm-hmm. in uh, in doing that. Mhm. Yeah, and it's not an industry that has like super high margins either. So to stay competitive no. really requires it really requires that you invest in your people and get the get the very best out of them too. I mean, it, it's it, like I said, I, I found it very eye opening when I went to work there. I had sort I had never I only my my perception was based on oh retail that's just people who ring stuff up at the register or stock shelves and so so far wrong about that assumption on my part. And then the other thing that I found fascinating is how long people tend to stay. Like if if they're good in retail. They make a career out of it. People stay 30, 40 years, move up through the ranks. There's lots of other opportunities besides stores they can go into. So, again, you know, I, I don't mean to rant. On, I don't mean to rant on about retail. Just uh, like I said, it's. it's I think it, it's sometimes under under. I don't know what word I'm looking for. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Underappreciated a little bit, I believe. <laughs> Underappreciated, yeah, and, it, and, it, and as a career choice, it doesn't get the respect that it's not cool, really. I guess unless anyway. So that, that's right. Funny. All right. Well, listen, um, um, I want this. You know, we we're, we're supposed to talk about Sherm 18, but but as we talked real quick in the pre-show, you and I had never really had a chance to uh, meet each other except a little bit by Facebook. So I, it, it's great to get to know a little bit more about you. Uh, uh, you know about your background and that kind of stuff. Um, you just so I, I think this is your first time on the blogging team, right? It is. And you also just launched a new blog here, like like within like maybe this month. It was. It was. Um, it was early March that I actually launched it, and uh, <clears throat> it's interesting, sort of the uh, the path I took to get here, having been um, you know pretty active over the last several years on on Twitter and and some on Facebook, um, but also with LinkedIn. Um, obviously, having a chance to uh, to kind of follow and and uh, really take a lot of knowledge from the people who 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 were bloggers themselves and and writers and uh, really knowledge experts and sharers of information and. <clears throat> pardon. No problem. And so I really, and so I really, um, really enjoyed, you know, w- watching and following and and reading the, the the offerings that those folks have to offer. And every so often, I would think to myself, well, this would be kind of cool. And then the 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 um, nervous side of my brain said, well, that's that's kind of outside your depth. That's not something that, you know, that's you know maybe just a pipe dream. But um, in a in a chance conversation with uh, Mary Kaler last year at um, a next chat. Um, meet up at Sherm 17 in New Orleans, I just happened to mention in passing that I, you know, thought that blogging would be something I'd like to do at some point, and um, she gave me the opportunity to um, submit a guest blog on the Sherm blog, and so I did, and pretty quickly caught the bug for that. So um, just this month, I did launch my blog, Working Title HR, and um, really, really thrilled about it, and, uh, you know, loving the experience, and, um, you know, getting some some good feedback from uh, from the articles I posted to this point. Good. Um, what's uh, so you wrote so so you you were you were that I mean that's been one of the kind of the interesting things about these episodes is, is that the different routes that people have taken to kind of connect with Sherm and to wind up being selected on the on the blog squad and I and and I, I think Sherm has 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 done a really good uh, 
has done a really good job of trying to reach out to people with other forums other than sort of a traditional blog, which, you know, is sort of the old, that's almost like the old way they used to do it. If you had a blog, you know, then you, you got invited as a blogger. Now, I've talked to several people, uh, John Thurmond and others, not, that, like you have a blog now, but you just got it. But they were invited to the team um, or to participate, at, you know, as an influencer because of their because of their work on Twitter or LinkedIn or they wrote on the firm blog or basically people who were just being active and participating with with uh, with Sherm in the in the social media forum that they've done outreach for, and I think that's that's really cool. Um, when you said that you you know you sort of you were you had you sort of had a, a, a yearning, but you you know you always kind of step back until until Mary talked to you. How, how, what did what? Why did you feel that way? I mean, if you felt like you had something to say, why why did you just think people wouldn't care, or what was the what was kind of the holdup for you there? Yeah, I'm not really sure if I'm going to be able to put into words exactly what made me hold back. But as my nature, I'm I'm a hardcore introvert. Um, so putting myself out yeah. there in front of people is not the most easy thing in the world to me. And I've really had to uh, work at that over the years, and I'm still working on it. There, uh, walking sure. up to someone and, and saying hi and making a connection is still not natural. Um, in in my in my head, I have to force myself to do it. So I think that might have been kind of the base level. Um, apprehension part of, of putting yourself out there, and um, but I think at a certain point I just decided, you know what, I, this is something I'm going to do, and and if if it falls flat on its face, so be it. At least I at least I, I learned from it, um, and if I don't like it, I don't like it. But um, you know, I, fortunately, I took the opportunity, and you know, really sort of uh, ignited something in me that I I enjoy. Great. I I uh, I, I personally started out. I mean, I wanted to blog. And I, I had become really active in social media early on, first through LinkedIn and then Twitter and later on Facebook. I, I wasn't as much of an adopter of Facebook until about 2009 or so. But um, I was going to I was going to uh, tech conferences and blogging conferences, and it it seemed like everybody had or social media conferences, and it seemed like everybody had a blog. So I started one. Uh, actually, I started three before I finally settled on one, but. I I didn't know what I want. I mean I I didn't know what I should write about. So I started to try to write like some of the other bloggers that I saw, and that didn't work. And and then I started <laughs> writing about great fixes to work, and that that was boring. And then I just decided, screw it, I'm just going to write for myself. And that's that's kind of when I guess as they as we say, found my voice, you know. And uh, I had Jay Coons on. I had Jay Coons on. He's a friend of mine from Florida, and he he kind of said the same thing yesterday. He's been writing for eight years. And he said, I basically write the blog, still write the blog for myself. So um, I think that's probably, it's great to get feedback. It's great when people appreciate you, but I, th I think it's as much therapy for HR people who do it <laughs> as anything else. I don't know. So um, I, I, well, I, I applaud you, you for taking up the, taking up the challenge, uh, Keith. Um, so let's, let's, let's go to, let me see what, what we have 30 minutes booked, and we're already 15 minutes in, so that's about right. Um, so I've have, I have seen that you've been to a Sherm National Conference before. Is that correct? I have. This will actually be, uh, I believe this is number seven for me. Um, started okay. uh, started attending a few years ago, and um, I've been at each one. And, um, I yeah, it, it's a big deal each year for me. I, I always look forward to, um, you know, to this conference. Um, so as a, just as an, from an attendee perspective, um, 
because some of the people, even on the blog slide, it's also their first time that they're ever going to national conference or the first time in the city of Chicago or whatever. So just just for a second, like as somebody who's been to a bunch of these, what what are what, what what's like your couple of pro tips for folks that are that are going for the first time about approaching the conference and kind of absorbing that experience because it's gigantic. Sure, it is, and I and I think that's that was one of the that's going to be one of the first um, pieces of info or, or uh, of advice I would have is is overcoming the fact that it is so big and so massive, and I think it really. Um, the first few years I went, I was so overwhelmed. I was trying to do everything and trying to – I didn't really have a plan going into it, and I think I, I was more overwhelmed than anything else. And so it sort of overtook the experience. But what I, over the years, what I've learned is try to shrink the conference down to some to things that are meaningful to you. There's so much going on that there's something for everybody. And so going through the sessions, session offerings and, and picking out – I usually do two or three sessions. Um, I pick them out per time period. <clears throat> I, I pick my first uh, my, uh, my first choice and then a couple of alternates. In, invariably, <clears throat> you're going to go to a session and it's not, not going to connect. It's not going to be what you thought it was going to be. Or maybe for whatever reason, it's, it's full. I mean, there are times you walk into a room and literally you can't you can't make it in the door. People are crammed in there like sardines, and so you need to you need to regroup. In the past, before I would plan for that, I would find myself just walking around absently fr- trying to find an open room. So having some backup plans is certainly really helpful. But I think also, again, as I said, tailoring it to what what you want um, out of a conference. Um, so I, I realize that you know within myself, um, certain aspects of my job I'm very interested in. So I'll find a niche set of court, uh, sessions that are tied to that, um, and I'll, I'll kind of focus on focus on that for the year. But I think the, from myself, I think the the, um, the connections that I make with people, I learn I have learned more in the long run from the people I met at Sherm than from from Sherm itself. And that's not at all a dig on Sherm because it's it's a phenomenal conference and a, you get a ton of things from it. But I think the connection and the networking and and learning and being able to learn from people that you meet through these conferences um, is, is incredible. So that would be the second piece of advice that I would give is make an opportunity, uh, you know, carve time into your day each day to make connections. Um, make sure you get contact info for those people, stay in touch, develop those relationships because, uh, you know, HR people need support system. Um, our job is a, is a high stress one. And so you need to be able to bounce ideas off people. And um, so I, I would make sure that when 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 someone leaves a conference that they have a that they have made real connections with people and then make it a point to keep in touch. Um, one other thing on that, and and this has been a subject in a lot of the episodes as well. So as an introvert, how do you? Does, well, so does social two part question, I guess. Does social media help you kind of overcome, um, you know, doing cold cold networking? And and it, and it, and if it's not social media, what else is it that that help, kind of helps you network at the conferences? Being an introvert on a personal basis. Sure, I, I think having the opportunity to network through social media has you, you start to learn, a, know a few people, and then you get to look forward to meeting those people at the conferences. And I've, you know, I've I've done that through the years, meeting with um, you know, meeting people online, and then you get a chance to meet them in in person. And so then you have some people at the conference that you know, and you can use, you can take some comfort in the fact that you, you know, there, there's a familiar face around the corner. But I think um, from just being able to to kind of make connections cold. I think it's just, you just have to start somewhere. Um, 
and just walk up to someone and say hello. And realizing that a lot of people, there are a lot of other people that are probably introverts like me as well, so maybe they won't be the ones to initiate the conversation, and I would usually wait for people to initiate contact with me, and I've realized that that's not going to get me anywhere. So I just need to just need to dive right in and, and make it happen. And there's so many outstanding people that you meet at SHRM that you know people are always – Gonna gonna come back at you with a with a warm greeting, and you usually end up striking a conversation with you know with the people that you talk to. Yeah, yeah, that, totally agree with that. So, um, so then let, let's pivot over to Sherm eighteen and that experience. So, um, this is your first time on the Blog Squad, and mm-hmm. um, you know you, you're you're kind of a, a, a conference vet, so you, you you at least know what you're coming into with wide open eyes. If, far as the conference, how have you decided to, you know, but, but a new blogger and, and kind of so some new, some brand new experiences. So what are your plans to kind of hack that event from that angle this time as a, as a part of the blog, blog team? Sure. And um, so I definitely want to make sure that I, I get the most out of my, out of the experience at Sherm 18, but I also want to make sure that I'm doing it doing my part as much as I can to, to um, share the conference experience with the people that, that are there and also maybe those that are uh, not able to attend. I mean, there's a hashtag on Twitter, not at Sherm. And so people monitor those back channels and, and look at the people that are live tweeting and that are blogging and in order to get as much of an experience as, um, as they can from it, because it's not in the cards for everybody to attend, unfortunately. And so uh, one of the things that I want to try to do is, is share as much as I can and try to be, put, put the information out there to those people to take what they can from it. And, um, you know, learn what they can from it. Also, I want to make sure that I spend more time at the smart stage this year. <clears throat> I think that's something that I've overlooked um, in, in previous years, haven't spent as much time there. But I think those, those small micro sessions, I think, are also um, – I've heard a lot of really outstanding things, and um, I want to make sure that I add that uh, – carve that time out in, uh, in my day, not just focus on, you know, the concurrent sessions um, to, to spend some time at the, at the smart stage as well. Yeah, the micro sessions. Uh, I did one with Sabrina Baker a couple years ago, and it was it was actually about uh, connecting connecting as an introvert through social media social media kind of our experiences. I'm I'm not a true introvert, but I'm more of an ambivert. I guess ambivert. How do you say that? But oh, right. um, it, it, yeah, it, you know, I I mean, I can be an extrovert for a while, but then I have to go in my room and you know huddle up in the fetal position for half an hour and just not talk to anybody at some point. Um, Anyway, we, we talked about that. But, yeah, we had some really – you know, even there I made some really great connections with folks like Kelly Marinelli and some others that were at that session. It was only about 30 people, but it was, it was, it was really good. Um, so um, i got to check time here. Hang on a second. My sure. computer has decided to – what did it do? What the heck? Oh, I see. Okay, I'm sorry. I have – I guess I have two versions of uh, of the of the browser open. We have about six minutes left. Um, have you done any, uh, or do you plan to do any um, interviews or Q and As ahead of the ahead of the uh, conference? Yeah, definitely. With Actually, I've already had a chance. Kind of yeah, I've already had a chance to um, 
uh, speak with uh, with three folks that are going to be presenting at SHRM 18, and um, I've I published one of the articles, uh, two um, I'm still working on, but I had a chance um, to speak with uh, James Robbins, who he's actually doing two sessions at SHRM. He's doing uh, nine minutes on Monday, which he's been doing for, I think, seven years now, and, and, and I've, I, I saw personally uh, years ago, and I also, incidentally, I had him at my, at my company's annual trading event because I saw him at SHRM, and I, I thought he was so excellent. <clears throat> but he's also doing a new... Um, a new session this year called Indomitable, and um, it, it's really um, it, it's a pretty pretty outstanding. And I my, my blog is is live. The article is live on him, and um, looking forward to seeing his session. Also, um, had a chance to meet with um, and talk with Joey Price, <clears throat> my uh, my just south neighbor down in uh, uh, down in Baltimore, uh, Maryland. Yep. And he's um, he, he's doing a session on um, driving engagement in a, in a society that's all about me, and um, you know pretty. We had some good conversation there, and um, I'm pretty excited to see his session as well. Yeah, um, Joey was on. Of course, he's a blogger on the blog team as well, and he, I think he was on sure. the show last week. Yeah, and I, he's one of the folks that, um, that, like, I've had a chance to meet Joey face to face a few times. But it, you know, it, it's one of the things that happens even at even when you're on the blog squad. You, you know, there's 60 people there, and you're in a room. You know, you don't stay in a room, but you have like a, uh, you know, a working area, and you think, well, I'll have plenty of time to sit here and, you know, talk to people. And I wanted to meet and spend more time with Joey, and I wanted to meet and spend more time with the people from What's Next, uh, Ben and Sue. Uh, they're from Australia, and, and it's like, you know, you're there four days, and by the time you go to sessions, as you're saying, and write and do all that stuff. You know, all of a sudden you realize it's time to go home, and you didn't meet half the people you you had hopes to meet. So I think you know it's planning. Uh, a few of the bloggers have said planning really is, uh, is is essential, and it's true. But also reaching out and scheduling things, I think, is another good tip for folks. Listen, we have about Absolutely. four and a half minutes. Left. We have about four and a half minutes left. I've been doing some silly some silly questions because there's a few themes that run through the blogging community, and there's a few. Uh, just a few little things that run through the HR community. So I want to, I want to learn where you stand on these keys. So the first <laughs> All one right, is go for it. Um, conference, conference venues always seem to have a contract with either Coke or Pepsi. And depending on which team you're on, you know, it's trauma or, or heaven. So are you on team Coke or are you on team Pepsi? I'm definitely a Coke drinker. I have this kind of weird conspiracy theory that they're both owned by the same corporation and they're playing this sort of mind game with everybody. Um, haven't been able to prove it yet, but, uh, you know, still working on it. So so the Coke-Pepsi conspiracy, we can find you out on the dark web somewhere with a secret website <laughs> related to that. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's, a good, that's a good one. So, so, so bacon uh, is much, much sought after at, at Sherm events by bloggers. Are you uh, pro bacon or con bacon? I would have bacon every meal if, if I could, if my heart would allow it. Uh, I think I, my blood would just <laughs> solidify. But I, I would eat. I, I everything is better with bacon. <laughs> Wrap your bacon in bacon to make sure that it's good. awesome. And then, and then, and then the the third thing is often the the entertainment selections that Sherm brings to the conference. There's usually our there's usually a conference on Tuesday night and people flock there and sometimes people love the, you know, a few years back it was like, oh my God, Hall and & Oates. How, and it turns out like Hall & Oates is one of the most requested conference entertainment groups of the, of the last two decades or something. But 
But anyway, will you be at, I think it's Train this year, which was the song Meet Virginia. Uh, will you be at the Train show, or will you be doing something else on Tuesday night when the when the party's going on? You know, I, I, I might be there. I'm not, I haven't really decided yet. I've, I've sort of, um, the past couple of years, I haven't been at the, uh, at the, the Tuesday night entertainment. The last one I was actually at was, uh, Jerry Seinfeld and he might've actually been the last time Sherm was in Chicago. Uh, but I yeah. absolutely love, love Jerry Seinfeld and he did a phenomenal show, but, uh, I, I, I might, I might not, I'm not, I haven't made up my mind yet. So uh, on the on the fence uh, regarding Tuesday night, I typically don't attend uh, quite often because there's a group of people that have become friends over the years, and a lot of times we go out, we find a steakhouse and we 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 go out and have a smaller dinner with you know people that we've known for a while. So we pass our our bracelets on and let the people take their spouses and whatnot. But uh, one of these years I'll probably go to the entertainment. I think the last time I went it was Cheryl Crow. Uh, okay, and that might have been in like. Yeah, it might have been in San Diego or something. Anyway, um, we have about one and a half minutes left. So you mentioned at the beginning, uh, you mentioned at the very beginning the, the title of your new blog. But give give that to us again. Work working title HR. Sure, yeah. The the blog is called Working Title HR. The the URL is actually KeithCEnox.com. Uh it's exactly the same as my Twitter handle, Keith, at KeithCEnox. And I'm also um, okay. you know, people can find me on LinkedIn as well. Okay, great. Um, so, yeah, and I, I think I've done all of those now. Um, I kept going, don't I know this guy? <laughs> um, one, one last thing, uh, Keith, and I don't care what it is, any, any tip, any, any thought you want to share with people as we go to wrap up the show, any one last quick hit you want to make? Yeah, public service announcements of people going in the expo hall. Don't bring your rolling carts, please. For the love of everything holy, leave them leave them out of the expo hall. They're terrible. People trip over them, kick them, and they're not good. You just became a you just picked up a fan in Matt Stalock. He's he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a, the leader of the anti-roller bag unit. Yeah, and I'll just add to that. Don't pick up all the crap they try to give you. You don't want to carry it all home. Be very focused on your swag and just take the good stuff. Um, and exactly. Thanks so much for being a guest. Uh, we have about 10 seconds left, so I'm just going to say farewell. Have a great afternoon, and talk to you soon, okay? All right. Thanks so much for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. It's been fun. You got it. Take care, buddy. Bye. Bye.